Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week. Another edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio Canella, alongside my co-host, the man that's always piercing barriers, my good friend and tag team partner on this show, Shorty B himself, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? I gotta tell you, I vastly prefer the nickname the man that's always piercing barriers. I don't think Shorty B will ever grow up. I just had I just had to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that man that's always piercing barriers, my co-host Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? My week's been great. Uh, we uh, had elections uh, this past Monday, so that was fun. Though I didn't have to worry because I went to, I went to vote early, so I'm all good. Uh, very good. Yeah, our um, our elections aren't until November. No, November. Yeah. Is it like the beginning or the? Is it the beginning or the end? Okay. Um, but um, oddly enough, oddly enough, I haven't really seen a lot of um, a lot of political coverage because I, I purposely don't watch the news very much. I mean, I I kind of like I'm around the internet enough to under, like understand all the big stories and stuff. Yeah. But I don't I don't really engage in the political back and forth kind of stuff. So, um. I, I tend to stay off of mainstream news. Yep. Um, but uh, one area on which I cannot stay off of mainstream news is uh, <laughs> the wrestling business. Because well, of course, we we're we're, we're we're in the media business. Yes, but um, a lot of media we're actually entertaining. Yep. Here we are. <laughs> At least in, in my humble opinion. <laughs> um, oh, and, and but, but but you know before and before we get into all of the, of the show reviews and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of positive stuff to go over. And, and this well, week, this week it's going to be a much. A bit of the negative as well. It was kind of a, a balanced pot. Uh, this week it's going to be a much shorter show than last week. I think so. Yes. Um, but before we um, before we get into that, I have I just have to say I was um, I was actually listening to uh, Grueling Jr. from uh, from a few days ago. Okay. And he made an interesting comment regarding the differences between. Uh, WWE and AEW, mm-hmm. um, and he said that um, that Vince really thinks that like WWE is as an entertainment company versus a wrestling company, which is very obvious. But it was just it was just kind of interesting to hear him say that. Whereas, whereas AEW is the pure wrestling company, and I have to say I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, okay. And actually, I uh, you know. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jr. Jim Ross? Well, this version of Jim Ross. Um, I, 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 I
somewhat out of out of practice, but I'm just I'm not prepared to uh, go in on him because he just I don't think he deserves that because right. AEW is such a a new product that I think everybody has to uh, has to like get in their groove. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, I find it I find it very interesting that people are going are going after him uh, especially in light of his uh, you know recent comments regarding like Seth Rollins and stuff right but it's you know it's not like he said anything overly negative so it's just like I just tend to I just tend to ignore people um in that regard because you know these people know a hell of a lot and especially Jim Ross for Christ's sake you know he definitely knows a lot more about wrestling than we do so you know his, his opinion definitely uh, carries weight so okay, I, you know the, the, the internet wrestling community is always interesting I, I have I have my things that I like and that everybody else does, but it's just like, you know, the the bicker. I don't, I don't, I don't really engage in the bickering because it's just kind of pointless to me. I just yeah. kind of enjoy what I enjoy and and let people let let people do the same because that's that's what professional wrestling is all about. It's about enjoying. Actually, you know what I do? Uh, yeah. I just sit back, eat my popcorn, and watch everyone else argue among themselves. It entertains <laughs> me. Well, there's that, and then, and then I always, I always have my uh, my Mountain Dew or my root beer, uh, you know, to go along with the popcorn. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a whole meal uh, scheduled around the entertainment. Wow, nice. But speaking of uh, entertainment, let's get into uh, the WWE Monday Night Raw review from... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before that, do we have any news? Oh. Uh, and we, we will be right back with the news. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into the news. Ben, what do we have this week? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was oh that was, my goodness. They made a comment about having, having a Shirley Temple with the fan's mother. Or whatever, I, you know... Mother or wife or whatever. What, what is going on? Oh yeah, it was, it was his wife. What is going on? <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know that they say wrestling is a, is a soap opera for men, but... Kind of, I don't need to see that kind of, that kind of going by. No, oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and so, and he just he just came back to the company. He's already starting things, stuff like this. Uh, recent track record. 
and and uh, and so close to uh, going to a certain place uh, this week coming up. Yes, it, it, which it, we will it, not, which we will not be covering on Saturday. The only, the only, the only good thing I really like about that, that show is the theme song, because I, I, I like, I'm a fan of that group and the, and that song, when legends rise. Yeah, I, I, I am too, but it's uh. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. I actually, I actually heard that song on the radio um this past week for the first time. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's only that's about the only good thing that we like but, about that uh, thing. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it it should be noted, like for for those that um that are wondering like why we don't cover that, um, you know, it, it's uh it's just a personal uh choice that yep. uh, Elio and I have made. Uh, you know, we, we don't have we don't have any issue with 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 the fans that in, enjoy that show, and it, you know, I think that show specifically is is for the you know the Saudi Arabian fans, and if um and and that's fine. I I just I don't know if it's like an American thing or just like a a different way of looking at the product, but personally. I just I just don't enjoy those shows, mm-hmm. so that's why I don't watch them. Hence, why I don't want mm-hmm. to cover them. Yes, and uh, actually, uh, due to that show airing at one p.m. on Thursday, they are moving NXT UK to eleven a.m., which is uh, pretty cool for me. I I really enjoy NXT UK. Have you uh, have you uh, caught caught NXT UK? Um, I I've caught it a little bit here and there. I. Uh, what do you think? To be honest, I I I really I really like it, but I, I have to I have to make a conscious effort to watch it more mm-hmm. because you know the the one problem with the. You know, with the drastically expanded uh, wrestling schedule, with with um, with both NXT and AEW being on. Oh yeah, there. Yeah. 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 Now, is it's just there's so much wrestling to watch. <laughs> yeah. On, on a weekly basis, I mean NXT, AEW, NWA. And all well, NWA, NWA is not not a not mandatory. NWA is a an a choice. Like you, you don't have to watch it. I mean, I don't have to watch it. I choose to watch it. Well, ex- exactly, because you know NWA is pretty damn cool if you ask me. But um, besides, I'm on there. Elio Drake is on there. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm sorry. I meant Eli Drake. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a nerd. <laughs> you're. An- Jesus, call me a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. <laughs> All right, so um, just, sorry. I am just playful back and forth banter on the podcast this yep. evening. 
So, um, what, uh, do we have anything else on the news side of things? Uh, oh, yes, and, um, after the bell, uh, Corey Graves' new, uh, podcast is, is going to begin airing on, uh, Wednesday. Oh, this, this Wednesday, I was wondering about that because I, I'm curious to listen to the first episode just to see what it's like. Yep. No, I haven't. I'm, I already subscribed to it. I just didn't know when it drops. Oh, I gotta, I gotta subscribe to it then. Because, it, you know, I'm, I'm quite interested to see, you know, what it is and how, you know, you yep. see it is. Yep. Um, in relation to all the other um, WWE content. It's funny, though, because... Based on his, um, based on his teaser video that uh, was dropped earlier today, it, it it doesn't seem like it's gonna be that PC because he made a Washington Steel reference in oh, relation to uh, Bobby Lashley and a certain uh, a certain uh, porn star. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. So that, that was, Actually, apparently, I read another piece of news that when Bobby Lashley has been getting like death threats uh, from fans about his, this current storyline he's involved in. Well, you know, I think that's over the line. But, yeah, uh, you know, like, come on, you can't uh, tell like um, you know, like entertainment from reality. This yeah, all I mean, this it's all a storyline. Well, I mean, and we can debate on how entertaining the storyline is, because between you and me, I think the storyline absolutely, completely, 100%, undoubtedly sucks. Yep, and uh, my co-host will get into all that in the next segment. Um, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> that, no, just for that And, uh, is it, are we done, or is, is uh... Yeah. Are we ready to move on to the next segment? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right. get into the art review of Monday Night Raw which took place on Monday, October 21st from where did it take place, Ben? Uh, let me see it, it doesn't say Okay, it took place from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio and my co-host has all the news from that show so Ben, take it away I should have remembered that it was from Cleveland, but I got um, confused. 
by uh, Ray Flair's promo because he was saying, are we in Cleveland or Kansas City? So I got You know what? I, I, I'm done with Ric Flair. You know, just... Uh, yeah, it's, it, it, that was a little weird, so I got a little confused. Just every time, every time I see my screen, it's like, oh, I'll just go away. I'm just done. Well, in that case, uh, you got a healthy dose of Ric Flair <laughs> on both uh, on both Raw and SmackDown. Oh, this week, so God help us! Okay, go on. Okay, go on. Because. Um, he was front and center to kick off uh, the show mm -hmm. because he uh, he introduced uh, Drew McIntyre as the final member of Team Flair at, okay. the, uh, at the show that should not be named okay. uh, that's coming up uh, uh, later uh, next week. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I thought that that, uh, promo went a little long, and it was kind of hard to follow because of, um, of Rick Flair's rambling, and I shouldn't say rambling, but it's just like, he was, he was really hyped, and, uh, I, I couldn't tell if, if that was just him being Flair, or if he was having... Issues following the promo. Um, I was I was a little bit thrown off when he was he was uh, he was mentioning uh, he kept pointing to a fan and mentioning his mother. Um, yeah. so see that it's it's I, that I it's see it's it's that kind of stuff. Like it's not funny anymore. Maybe it was funny like back like the eighties and stuff, but now it's not it's not it's not funny. Exactly. So anyway, um, and, and, and Magnum completely, uh, you know, non-plus throughout this process. But yeah. once he was finally introduced as, as the uh, final member of the team, mm -hmm. he invited Rick to take a seat and enjoy a preview of, of what he was going to do to um, illuminate uh, Team Hogan at Crown Jewel. So that was... That was an interesting slash cringeworthy promo, but uh, but one thing I was happy to see was the a reemergence of Drew McIntyre um, because he had kind of uh, been left uh, dead in the water since since his role as uh, Shane McMahon Russell and he had been off. TV for about two months. Mm -hmm. It was good to see to see him back. And from what from what I've read, um, they have a major uh, push in mind for McIntyre, and that is one uh, decision made on Monday Night Raw that I that I can get behind. Okay. Um, which lately, uh, Monday Night Raw has not been impressing me at all. Um, no. But uh, this match between um, Ricochet and McIntyre was was pretty damn good in my opinion. Um, especially the uh, the one part of it where um, at, well after 
Ricochet uh, was the, the victim of an Alabama slam right into the right into the steel steps. So that was uh, that was quite vicious. So I enjoyed that. You know, I I really I really hope they they don't start burying Ricochet because it it seems it seems like he's taken more losses lately. So I'm hoping that he can maintain momentum. But this this particular loss I don't think hurt him at all. Okay. Um. So then we had uh the squash match of half the century pretty much. Um, as Alistair Black made his first appearance um, on Raw, squaring off with Jason uh, Reynolds, and of course the WWE draft. Oh, I'm wrong. I'm talking about since two. Uh, um, um, so, let me just say. Obviously, Black was going to win this match. I mean, duh. However, is it just me, or is it time to move Alistair Black up the card? I mean, for God's sake. He's been on the main roster since April. It is now damn near November, and we're still getting squash matches. And he's still waiting for someone to knock on his door. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he was. What, 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 they they had him in a team with Ricochet. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they had him in a team with Ricochet, and that went bye bye really quick uh, mm-hmm. for for one reason or another. After uh, after they seem to be getting established as a solid team. Um, yeah. But I mean it. I mean, I understand the slow burn approach when it comes to a push, but not this slow. (laughs) Give me something. Uh, Next up, we had King's Court with Rusev. Ugh. And I have to... (laughs) Oh, boy. Go on. Uh, you know, you know, I, 
Uh, I, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby's like a kid's name, but I like Bob. That's just such a weird name. Bob. Jeez. Sin Carla. 
What do you freaking do? Yep. When's the last... And I, I don't mean this as a negative toward Sin Cara because he is tremendously, tremendously talented and has been booked like dog shit for years. <laughs> I think part of part of that has to do with the fact that this is not the original thing. Uh, and, you know, the, the Sin Cara name slash booking just got butchered by the first guy and it, unfortunately... It continued uh, for the second one, but, you know, it never ceases to amaze me why WWE continues to employ these people who they are not going to use. Well, he was out with an injury. Well, okay, then, then, you know, bring him back and actually use him. I mean, what? You know what? Yeah. What's the point here? And that that that's the that, and that's the thing because if you're out with an injury, they add more time to your contract. But you know, this this just comes back to like WWE's roster is so large and they they just don't have if they're not going to put effort into into any of these people, then why employ them? Um. But, I'm sorry, was I ranting too much? Hello, I'm just uh, following along with you. Let's see here. Um, the <laughs> Speaking of enhancement talent that I just, I don't understand why they're even there anymore. Uh, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were the latest victims of the War Raiders. Yep. Uh... And of of course that was going to be a squash match because the War Raiders had just won, or uh, yeah the uh, I'm sorry not War Raiders oh my bad uh, um of course they were going to win because they had just won the uh, the tag team titles the previous week so what was the point of having a squash match um. Of course, after that, we had the, the second uh, confrontation between uh, Rusev and Lashley, as I previously went over. So, I, luckily for our listeners, I can spare them a second time of having to talk about them. Yeah. Um, our nice, such a nice guy. <laughs> I, I, trust me, by doing that, I'm being more kind to our fans and WWE are, is being to, to their fans, I can assure you. Uh, next up, we have a Rey Mysterio promo where he talks about how Dominic is so thankful for the support uh, that, that, that um, he has received since since receiving an asshole thing from... Brock Lesnar last month, and he wanted Ray to thank the fans for him on his behalf. Uh, and um, Shelton Benjamin comes out and uh, and says that he has history with Brock, and besides, uh, and 
besides Paul here, and he's the one that knows Brock the best because you know they were roommates in college and and trained together and and blah blah blah. Yep. And so he wants to know if 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 picking on Rey Mysterio is the best way to get a, a title shot. So he continues to shove him multiple times and says, is this enough to get me a U.S. title shot? Is this enough to get me an Intercontinental Championship shot? Is this <laughs> enough to get me a you know, WWE Championship opportunity? Yep. He, he continues to poke and poke at uh, Ray until uh, Cain Velasquez comes out. And based on uh, Shelton's reaction, uh, he wanted nothing to do with uh, Kane, but uh, you know he got his he got his comeuppance, like I suppose. And I say I suppose because I tell you what, if um, if Kane Velasquez is gonna is gonna punch people in, in WWE the way he punched. Um, Shelton Benjamin, within, within, nobody has anything to fear from King, because those, those punches were ridiculously soft. Even I, even I could see that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even sure that those punches could damage further. Um, so it, it was just, which was really confusing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, because... You know, Cain Velasquez is a killer. Uh, you know, a former, you know, you know, a former UFC champion for God's sake. So yep. clearly he knows. Clearly he knows how to punch people. So I would, I would have just assumed that um, that he would, he would at least know how to throw a decent punch in WWE. Uh, so this this continues to. Um, to be a uh, build-up for uh, for the show that should not be named, and uh, the the segment was just painful. That was it was a it was just a, a horrible segment in my opinion. Um, next up, we had Seth Rollins versus the newly drafted individual. Humberto Carrillo. Now, Ben, um, Ben, sorry, uh, yeah. what do you think about this guy? Well, a couple different, couple different things. Uh, first of all, according to uh, some research I, I did, he is part of the Garza wrestling family. Apparently, he is the second cousin of Angel Garza from NXT. Oh, okay. Um, so on and so forth. So he has that wrestling lineage. So there are there are there are a couple of things I want to say about Humberto Carrillo and this this uh, main event match with mm-hmm. uh, with Seth Rollins here. First of all, his attire was terrible, terrible, terrible. Are you are you like the Power Ranger? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, I like the Black Power Ranger. He was cool. Well, I, I, trust me. I, trust me, man. 
I think you like the green Power Ranger. Yeah, well, that, that and, and uh, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. The, um, the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, was the first crush I ever had. Okay. I, uh, not, not even kidding. The Power Rangers was my thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this just came off cheap. Okay. You know, he, lo- he, he looks like a knockoff of a... Of a cross between a Power Ranger and the Ultimate Dragon with the with the cape, and you know, not 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 that I'm marrying an Ultimate Dragon because he's he's a legend and one of the best to ever do it. Um, but it's just, I was I was sh- I was shocked by Carrillo's appearance. It was just kind it kind of threw me off. But then what threw me off further was the fact that. He almost beat Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah, right. He, uh, so, he did well. So, for, from an in the ring perspective, mm-hmm. um, I was very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, but they must be going somewhere with a, with a storyline uh, with Seth Rollins because, you know, he... He... He got he got damn near upstaged by uh by a new guy. Yep. Um, let's see. But the the one the one issue the one issue that was there for me, even even though even though it was refreshing to see a new face um, uh, you know, come come that close, you know, uh and and to to Carrillo's credit, he really, he really did a very nice job. I was very impressed. Um, but it, it's just, it was very, very clear that the audience watching had no idea who he was and had no, he had no credibility whatsoever. And that's a, that was, that, and that goes back to an issue with the WWE draft. Now, in the last two episodes of this podcast, we have talked about what a nightmare the draft was. Yep. And this was one of my issues. If you're going to, um, if you're going to put someone new in that position, you ha- you have to explain to us who in the hell they are. So that they can get a better reaction and some excitement from the fans when they're actually in the ring. So it's it's astonishing to me that that the so many aspects of the draft, but particularly in light of what they did with Humberto Carrillo, it it just shocks me how poorly he's been introduced to the fans. Mm-hmm. Um. So there. Confused. 
and that is that is a theme with with the main the main roster. That I mean, that's just an issue that I'm having. Um, because you know the thing is, even though I come, I come across quite acidic uh, toward the WWE main roster on this podcast, and very good reason because I'm not. I don't consider myself uh, an anti-WWE guy. It, it legitimately bothers me that the product has sunk to this level. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is particularly noticeable when you, when you go over to like NXT or AEW because as... And as we'll see when I talk about NXT later and you talk about AEW, there was a lot of positive stuff coming yep. out of, of, of Wednesday night program. Yep. Um, so I, I really don't know what the hell WWE is doing with their, with their main roster product. I, I mean, I get very angry and pinpoint every little thing wrong with it. And we can fill up our podcast very easily. Um, when it goes That's not very PG, is it?
And then Bray Wyatt uh, kisses the damn thing and it, it resurrects Rambling Rabbit. So oh, I, I don't know what the hell. Oh boy. Um, and they are, I mean, they are just beating this um, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt thing to the ground and they just need to move on from it because clearly, it, clearly it's a, it's a botched angle and just yeah it's just it's absurd um but uh, getting getting back to um to the actual main event of of the show we had a a six-man tag match between the street profits and the oc with a mystery partner on behalf of the Street Profits. However, in another baffling booking decision, we didn't get a six-man tag. No, no, no. We got a regular tag team match. Yep. Despite it, despite it being heavily advertised all week long that we were going to get a six-man tag match. So, once again... Logic and consistency, and the, and the very idea of the WWE draft and, and the rules of e- exclusivity are just being completely thrown out <coughs> in the garbage chute. Uh, that notwithstanding, let me analyze what we actually got. Uh, so, so the the street profits come out after after. Um, after the OC, after the OC, I believe, and and there's no there's no partner for Street Profits. So as I said, it just turns into a regular uh, tag team match, which just completely uh, baffling. And the Street Profits eventually got the win after. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens comes. Not that I have an issue with Kevin Owens, it's just like, what the hell? Why, why can't you uh, have him as the surprise partner beforehand? But now apparently Rollins and uh, or not not Rollins, God, Rollins is constantly in frame because of how painful it is. But um. But it, we're going to get AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens again. Good, I mean, good God. Talking about, beating, talking about beating a dead horse relentlessly. Um, but I just... <clears throat> I just don't understand this. I mean, you know, you, you have to wonder what goes on in people's heads when we as the WWE fans are expected to to follow this absurdity because you know you have you have shining moments where like for instance I think WWE has done a great job making the street profits feel major and this is like the first NXT act who who I feel that hasn't been completely butchered upon their arrival to WWE main roster programming. Which is great. I, lo- I love the Street Profits. 
here I don't know what's going on with it with Monday Night Raw it's just been all over the place I mean my, my head is spinning yep I just you know but I think I think the um listeners have heard enough of me in this segment um hopefully I didn't okay. go on too many rants <laughs> and uh we can uh we can get your take on on SmackDown when we come back. Well, it's not really your fault. It's WWE's fault for uh, booking without using their brain. But uh, we will be right back with our review of AEW Dynamite, and this is will be episode number four. Stay tuned for that. Cause I'm TNT. I'm Dynamite. Gentlemen, we are now going to turn our attention to AEW Dynamite. This is episode number four of this uh, new promotion on Wednesday nights on TNT. AEW Dynamite this week came to us from the Peterson Event Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we have a total of six matches on the show. We start out with... Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship Tournament, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, defeating Private Party. This was this was one of the best tag matches I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, good lord. How, uh, yep. how did they keep going at that pace? Yeah, I like I like Private Party. Um, and especially is for me. And I 100% agree, but for me, the star of that tag team is Mark Quinn. Yes. I mean, what what that what that guy can do is just it it's it's just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I I, I texted um or I got in touch with a mutual friend of ours, um, Mike Rain, and I I I, I said, you know. Please tell me you, you saw this match and he gets back to me and immediately he goes, Hell yeah, he goes, I guarantee you, brother, there's no way anything WWE does will ever touch that. <laughs> and and they're, they're exactly right, because my, my response was, 
you know, WWE consistently shits on tag team wrestling. Yeah, they do. Like, it means absolutely nothing. And I'll tell you what, this was such a, this was such a breath of fresh air. Yep. It's it just, I mean, wow. I mean, I was, I mean, I was staring at my screen like I was just, I was transfixed. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was I was stunned. If, if, if you got if our listeners have not seen that match yet, go back and watch it. Please go back. Do yourselves a favor. And then the tag team championship tournament continues. We had SCU defeating the Dark Order in fourteen minutes. I'm not a fan of the Dark Order. At all. Well, uh, neither am I. I, I, I don't, as a gimmick, I don't get it. Yep. Uh, you know, and if you if you remember, the, they debuted um, as uh, the Super Smash Bros. But then yes, he did. The Dark Order was created because of issues that were going to be had with uh, with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure why. That wasn't foreseen before they came out as the Super Smash Bros. Yep. Uh, because obviously that was going to take place. Uh, but this this Dark Order gimmick is not working. No. And it's making it's making the tag team, who I think is actually a very solid tag team, look horrific. I mean, it, I mean, to me, it reminds me of like the Legion of Doom. Uh, or, or not, or not, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm doomed. No, no, no. Uh, the, what, what were the, what were the, uh, WCW statements with, um, with, uh, Kevin Sullivan? The Dungeon of Doom? Yeah, yeah, yes. I the Legion of it. Doom. Don't insult L.O.D. like that. That's Except when they tried that atrocious pairing with a uh, Heidenreich and Animal and tried to recreate LOD. Oh my god. Well, that was terrible. Yep. <laughs> then in the, our third match, we had Kenny Omega defeating Joey Janela. You know, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of either one of these guys, mm-hmm. uh, but for, for very different reasons. Um... Because I'm not really the biggest fan of, of hardcore wrestling. Uh, or at least hardcore wrestling that is not the original ECW. Okay. I, I, lo- I love that. But today's version of hardcore wrestling, I'm just not a big fan of. Right. Um, you know, like death matches and all of that yeah. stuff. I'm not like, ugh. Yep. Uh, and and the other the other week when um when uh, Jimmy Havoc had his uh, mouth duct taped when it was full of tats. Ugh, God, I could yeah. run out. Uh, speaking of which, um, have you caught MLW? 
I I promise you, I I promise you, I will I will catch it uh, this coming week because um, I have, oh my god, uh, last week I don't think you what you'd want to watch it. Um, it was Jimmy Havoc's Slaughterhouse. Everything, was, everything, was, what, everything. Jimmy sorry. What 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 about Jimmy Havoc? I'm sorry. It was Jimmy Havoc's Slaughterhouse. Oh God. He, okay. He he um, pretty produced the show, so you can pretty much guess uh, what kind of matches uh, you can expect. Uh yeah. Yeah. But um, but I don't know. But having said that, uh, <laughs> having said that, this was actually a surprising uh, wrestling match from uh, Joey Janela in particular. Okay. Um, because, um, I was, I wasn't expecting that from him. Uh, so I was, I was quite impressed that he was able to pull that off. And, uh, because I'll tell you what, the other week when he got his feet put in the tax, oh, I don't, I don't want to throw up. Oh, yeah, oh. And, uh, but anyway. In our next match. We had more tag team action with the Young Bucks defeating the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Tremperetta. Well, I think that was I think that was the right move. Um, yeah. From a uh, if if we could just go back just a little bit um, to earlier on in the card, because mm-hmm. um, I think I think booking two uh, back to back. Tag team matches was was a mistake. Um, yeah, I would have spaced it out. Yeah, um, because like you know the the first one with um with Private Party and the Loose Bros. That I mean that burned the house down. And then the second one, even though it was it was a perfectly solid, acceptable match. Mm-hmm. The crowd was just dead, and they had no time to recover from, you know, what they had just seen. So okay. uh, that was a mistake, and I think I think I think they made the same mistake uh, last week as well because you know it was just such a heavy focus on on tag team wrestling. I would have uh, broken it up just a little bit, but um, okay. that so that's one complaint I do have. All right. Then next we had Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, sorry, we had Dr. Britt Baker defeating Jamie Hayter by submission in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. So what do you think about Dr. Britt Baker? Uh, she definitely has potential. She, she definitely has like top star potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I just don't think she's there yet. But I don't know if that's her fault or if she just hasn't had enough like exposure yet um you know i i understand the gimmick because she is a legit dentist but uh give me something in the gimmick other than having teeth on her ring attire if you're gonna if you're gonna emphasize dr Britt baker you gotta give me something other than teeth yep that would would uh, emphasize that. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much 
I'm not sure how much money there is to be made in, in a dentist gimmick. So I, I, if, I, if I were that, I would be very careful. Well, 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 look at Isaac Yankum. He went from being a dentist to uh, setting uh, people in uh, houses on fire. Well, but, but nobody, hardly anybody remembers Isaac Yankum. They all remember the I remember movie. him. Well, that's because you're elderly. <laughs> I'm what? I said that's because you're elderly. <laughs> I also remember the Christmas creature. Oh my god. Well, have you ever seen that gimmick? No. And thank god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Alright. I thought I kind of escaped that one and stuck with the gobbledygooker. Alright, so in the main event... It was Pac and John Moxley went to a draw in a in a television time limit match. And that that's fine, but mm-hmm. like, I, here's another issue that I saw on the show. Okay. Right? Uh, I understand it was a time limit draw. Yep. But like, they got off air real quick after that. Like, so it, it just, it was, like, very abrupt. So I, I feel like maybe their time management was a little bit off. Okay. Um, but it, it, it was just awkward to me. And the other, the, the other notable, um, the, the other notable happening on that show that I want to get your take on is what did you think of the, uh, of the segment between the uh, the inner circle and uh, and Rhodes and uh, his brother and uh, yes, yeah, so I was just about to say that uh, I went I ran through the matches and then I was gonna touch on that uh, one segment. That was a surprise bringing out Diamond Dallas Page. He said it sounded like uh, it was a work. You know what? I kind I kind of agree with that. It did sound like uh, like a work. I mean that whole segment with the brawling in the in the I think concession area is is that where they were? Yeah. 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 I'm gonna. I yeah. I think it was a work. Just like that brawl that uh, Natalia had with Nikki Bella a couple of years back. On SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, come on. They destroyed the merchandise uh, um, uh, yeah, table. And, and once they got into the Dippin' Dots, I was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I tend to I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it did seem like but, a work. Yep. But in terms of the promo part of it, mm-hmm. I thought that was a promo masterclass. But once it got into the brawl... Yep. I, I didn't like that too much. Right. 
Okay, so that was our uh, review of AEW. We will be back. Uh, actually, yeah, before we do that, um, yes, uh, just to clarify, in the previous segment, we said we'd be back with our SmackDown, but obviously this is AEW. We will be back with SmackDown following our NXT report, so stay tuned for that. Question for you. Uh huh. Now, what do you do? Do you do you watch both AEW and NXT or at the same time, or do you watch one first and then the other one later on? Well, this week, um, you know, previously I had tried to to either watch them concurrently or watch them, you know, back to back. I would, you know, I would DVR them both and then. Either you try to watch them concurrently or or back to back. Uh, this week was was the first week where I just couldn't watch both. I mean, I was just I had to go to sleep. Now, um, now my other my other my other question is, do you notice during the commercial they do a picture in picture? Yeah. How annoying is that? Well, um, both both AEW and. I know, I'm saying how annoying is that? It's distracting. Yeah, yeah and it's very annoying and very distracting. Yeah. It's not like anything happens while the commercials are going on. Yeah, but still, like, uh, I just don't like to see that. Either show the commercial or uh, or don't either uh, show the commercial or, um, you know, just like wait till something happens, then go into a commercial. Otherwise, like, don't show both because it's just distracting. And, and then, because I've been watching it, and then there was times where it would just take me out of the show, out of the match. Right, and, it, and, it, and it's just little things like that that have to get cleaned up. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I think, um, AEW, for instance, has some production stuff they gotta, they gotta get cleaned up, but mm-hmm. other than that, other than that, their, their product is... I think doing great, which which is evidence because, in from a ratings perspective, um, they have they've beaten NXT all four weeks. So, but having having said having said that, uh, this week's NXT was absolutely uh, amazing, especially the last half hour, as I cannot wait to get into. Okay. Um, but um. But first up, we had Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Um, this definitely felt like a clash of styles. 
This guy. He really needs to wear a shirt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, like, sig- significantly. Um, <laughs> uh, this was, I mean, urgently. I will, I will pay to have him wear a shirt to the ring. It's, it's ridiculous. There are many available on wbshop.com. Well, I'm well, just saying. Oh, hopefully he wears it. Body hair. Uh, uh, we're gonna have to have a talk. Is he, is he your bro? feel bad
I have a question, though, about Brutango. Yeah. <laughs> Are they no longer fashion police? Well, I, I, I don't know, but I, 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 just, I can't get behind the, the, the gimmick. Yeah. I just, it, 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 it looks like, they look like gay porn stars. <laughs> like, not, not, not that there's anything wrong with being gay. I have no issue there. It's just... I don't, I'm not interested in seeing two guys that look like a porn star. They look like um, they look like extras from a Village People music video. Well, yes. Um, uh, so there was there was there was there was that, and then uh, um, next up we had uh, Angel Garza, who who was who was growing on me. Jack Gallagher and I are, are feuding. <laughs> oh, be, oh, because of the nickname. Yes. How I dare he? Mean, How dare he? I understand that. <laughs> and, and, and my vote is for you to gain control of the gimmick. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, your backing. Well, I gotta back my homeboy, right? So, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> get the team but that's good because I thought I was the only one I'm not, I'm not into I'm not really into them you know I'm not like big fans Mm-hmm. Um, 
Next up, and in LEO, I have to tell you, I know we haven't opened our vault for a while. There hasn't really been a lot to uh, cheer about on WWE television. Um, but uh, NXT never never fails, so I think in this case, we need to um, we need to add the NXT North American Triple Threat um, Championship match uh, from this week to the vault as possibly the best match of the year. Okay. Uh, I mean, good, good God in heaven. You know who I like? I like Keith Lee. And I do too. I mean, but man the size of Keith Lee and, and the man formerly known as uh, Donovan Dijak, now now known as Dijakovic. <laughs> okay, I thought I, I thought I thought I'd seen I thought I'd seen a typo when I saw Donovan Dijak. I was like, wait a minute! I thought I saw the, I thought I saw him listed as Dominic Dijakovic. Well, yeah, but that's what he is in NXT. But he was Donovan Dijak in Ring of Honor. Oh, okay, all right. But anywho, men their size should not be able to do what men are able to do. Especially Keith Lee. I mean, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, holy good lord. Um, and, and like that, the cannonball front flip. Holy by, by, uh, you know, Keasley, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I, I hate to say it because I really like, um, Roger Strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, he got upstaged in this one. Yep. Uh, but uh, definitely pulled off the classic um, heel move by using the damage they inflicted to pick up the pin. So that was that was a good heel move. I always appreciated that. Um, but, you know, these guys are just like, holy lord. Yep. I mean, and this match was just... It, it literally made me jump for joy and say, holy shit, out loud, while I was watching this. Um, I mean, if you if you guys haven't seen this yet, uh, this is another one you need to go back and uh, take a look at, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, that was not the most shocking moment of the evening. No, that's coming up right now. Uh, because, well, yes, <laughs> thank you for the lead-in, <laughs> because after, um, the match, uh, when, uh, the rest of, um, the Undisputed Era came out to, to celebrate with, uh, Roderick Strong, um, so, Tommaso Ciampa and, uh, and Johnny Gargano, Gargano uh, came out. Yeah. As did Finn Balor to uh, confront the undisputed. And it looked like um, it looked like we were gonna have a uh, 
three on three. He's staring at him, but I don't know. Because uh, Finn Bauer delivered a very sunny uh, Pele to um, Johnny Gargano. Yep. Thus, thus being the most shocking, surprising other uh, heel turn that I have seen in quite a while. The, the, the prince is here. Absolutely. Uh, if you know what we're talking about, <laughs> you need to go do your homework. <laughs> uh, More specifically, the Bullet Club and Prince Devitt. Exactly. Um, so that was just masterful. And then all, but also, what, what added to the moment, I thought Mario Ronaldo's commentary was just nothing short of fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's that people, people, you know, I don't think people understand nowadays how much commentary can add, can, or can add to, or detract from the quality of something. Yep. And and this is this is definitely one of those scenarios where Mauro Ranello was like a was like a artist at work. So I I. I thoroughly enjoyed that on every single front. Alright, very good. And uh, that's our next team review. We will be back with SmackDown. Friday night SmackDown. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure you will have a lot to say about that, Ben. Oh, I will. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, on with our SmackDown review. Ben, are you ready for this? <laughs> like the like like like, like, the, like the theme song says, are you ready? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm re- let's put it this way. I'm ready to hear your reactions and jump in with my own two cents. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not too thrilled with the product, but. Uh, Smackdown delivered. Can, 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 can I ask you, is this not the worst song to use for WWE Smackdown? It, it's just, it's just terrible. Why would you use an, a classic ACDC song for your Smackdown opening theme? That's ridiculous. You know what? I made a video I posted to Facebook earlier. Ben, I'm going to send it to you later and you can tell me what you think. Uh, well, it, I'll, I'll tell you what, SmackDown, it just, I, I mean, if, if I were a representative from Fox, and I had just paid an ungodly amount of money for, for the rights to air SmackDown on my network, I would be, pardon my language, but I would be fucking shitting my because, because this is this is abysmal. 
this is this is so much worse than what it was on on the USA Network. And I assure you, they were not winning awards for quality television on the USA Network. So, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like this. Since WWE got their money, now they're in they're in autopilot with SmackDown because you know draft was a joke. The whole, I mean the whole. The whole execution of that was just so incredibly poor; it was laughable. You know, they're tr- you know they're trying to, to include um, Fox personalities, which which just comes off like amateur hour. And, and I mean, what they're doing to the to the to the employees of of SmackDown is just a joke. I, I mean, it's like it's like. I, I hope they're making big money because, like, I'll tell you what, the the product that is being put out is just complete and utter, uh, just bullshit. Yep, and here we go. We Our SmackDown opens with Team Hogan and Team Flair in the ring as part of uh, Miz TV, and that sets up the main event for tonight. Which uh, confused me because, well, if, at the end of this segment, Team Hogan and Team Flair were brawling. But the the main event confused me, which I'm looking at right now. So we will get to that point. Uh, in a dark match before... Be- sorry. You're missing something here. Oh, sorry. Sorry, didn't, oh yeah, Seth Rollins wasn't there. Neither, neither was, was Rusev. Right, yes, yes, I um, noticed that. And it's just, like, where are they? Aren't they, aren't, isn't, isn't, this suppo- isn't this supposed to be a, you know, thing? But you know what, that, that, that totally goes against everything that... That uh, was uh, stated in this draft that uh, the wild card rule is no more, and yet they have like I you know, so. I know Seth Rollins was was removed from from the match, but trust me, many many uh, several competitors were missing from the ring. Um, I guess Rusev was still locked up or something. <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, no, we're not gonna go back to that. <laughs> I don't wanna. I don't wanna put my co-host through that again. We're not gonna that. Yeah, we don't need to put you through that again, Ben. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate you looking out for my health. Um, but aside from. Aside from that, let's 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 talk about a few things. Okay. Uh, can we talk about just how god awful, and I mean god, uh, just uh, what the hell? Can I ask you what the hell was Chad Gable wearing? What uh, the hell? 
I have no idea. You know what? I, I don't even think I uh, was paying attention, close attention, because I was just well, th this I whole this whole episode uh, took me right out. <laughs> was, I mean, it was it was physically painful. I I almost fell asleep, and I wish I had. Um, oh my god, it was just awful. Oh my god. And, like I, I and I'm now convinced. I never again. Never again, and I understand this is blasphemous for a lot of people. See, you're going to have to either forgive me or turn the podcast off. But I never again want to hear Hulk Hogan cut a promo. It is, it, it is the, the, yeah, the man can't cut a promo. Neither can Flair anymore. I, well, Flair just sounded drunk. Uh, yeah, Flair, you know what? Flair, Flair just sounds like Flair, right? You can't, you don't know whether he's drunk or not because he always sounds like that. But, but Hogan just completely forgot how to cut a promo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it, it, it was just, it was just brutal. Okay, okay. So now that I got that off my chest, continue. Okay, so the, in a dark match, we had Apollo Crews defeating Drew Drake Maverick. Big deal. Whoa, okay, whoa, sorry. Whoa, 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 yeah. Okay, so SmackDown opens with Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeating Biggie and Kofi Kingston in 5 minutes and 30 seconds. Well, that. Uh, now, Ben. That's just fun. Ben, I have a question. Bullshit. Yes. Okay, Mike Roma is the ring announcer, right? Have you ever noticed? Have you noticed the way he announces Robert Roode's name? Uh, remind me. Instead of Robert Roode, he says Robert Roode. I, I just, yeah, it's it's just terrible. But have you noticed that? Well, clear, clearly, I I have been I have been sleepwalking through it because I hadn't noticed it, but. Oh, okay. No, 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 next time he next time he announces Robert Root's name, listen to the way he says uh, Robert. Listen to the way he says Robert. It's like so annoying. Okay. So then we had Lacey Evans defeating Chopper number one, Cameron Connors in forty seconds. Now, of course, I as you know, I always look up. Uh, stats on these uh, enhanced talents and this one she competed in Evolve oh very very nice so it's not, not exactly uh, not exactly no name companies so she does have Evolve under her on her resume so she can't she must be uh, a minor talent exactly then we had Kalisto defeating Drew Gulak in a minute and 20 seconds. Oh. Okay, alright. Here we go because you messaged stop, me stop, about stop, this, stop. so please go. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. <laughs> you just cut, cut. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, go on. Gentlemen, I'm, I'm sorry for that visual. <laughs> because 
second time yeah I mean my head I mean you know it, it, it must have looked like an episode of the exorcist I just oh damn oh, okay <laughs> you know it's just like I, I feel like my, my my soul is just getting ripped out every time I had to watch Smackdown uh oh <laughs> I just I just I don't understand it you know, between Tag Evil's outfit and the booking of Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just like, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> okay, move, move on. Alright, we had Nikki Cross defeating Mandy Rose. You know, I don't, I, I don't mind Nikki Cross, but it's just like, you know. Yep. Uh, they, they had Bailey and, and Sasha Banks at ringside. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I get that, but it, it's just, it's, it's so distracting. And in the main event, now Ben, this, this confused me because, um, Team Hogan, um, was, were, were both teams even tonight on, uh, SmackDown when, uh, at the beginning of the show? They both they both had an even number of uh, guys on each team, right? Well, it, it was, it was a, I think it was a six man tag, so it was like three on each side, yeah. Well, then why am I seeing here? Ali and Roman Reigns defeated Cesaro, King Corbin, and Shinsuke Nakamura. It sounds like a two on three here on my screen. Am I missing something? <laughs> what happened to Chad Gable? Yeah, I'm gonna call him Chad Gable because the shorty G just doesn't kind of work. But, but, but aside from aside from that confusion, um, you know Cesaro was in the match, and it was it was alluded to in the opening segment. Well, why the hell was one? Why the hell was Cesaro in that segment? Because he's not part of the team. 
Well, no, he was uh, he was taking the place of Sami Zayn. Well, uh, I I know, but the question is why the why the hell was that taking taking place? And um, aside from that, why would you have Cesaro get pinned when it doesn't mean anything? It's not part of the crown jewel. Oh, I'm sorry. I I I said the name that shouldn't have been said, but. This show is so bad. SmackDown is so bad. Every week it is just get keeps getting worse. Every week, bad. I just I can't contain myself. I know. It, it, it would be it would be less painful to bash myself in the head <laughs> with with a glass bottle that I have by my by the computer. Just, you know, oh no! Don't do that. What the hell? If you do that, you'll end up in the emergency. <laughs> then what am I gonna do? Well, then the status of this show should be declared an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh my god. <sighs> okay, that, uh, we we finally we uh we actually made it through that painful segment, so we will be back with our uh, trip back through time with the same history, and then we will return to wrap up the show. So stay tuned for that. Ben, yeah. are you ready to fire up that DeLorean? Absolutely, sir. Alright, so this week, this day in history, we are going back to... First of all, do you know uh, what year we are going back to? Uh, 1997, one of my, one of my uh, very favorite events of all time. Yes, sir, we are going back to October 26, 1997 for WCW Halloween Havoc from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Paradise, Nevada. Twelve thousand four hundred fifty-seven people in attendance that night, and on the the announce team we had Bobby Heenan, Dusty Rhodes, Mike Tenay, and Tony Schiavone. God, a, a, a four-man booth. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that wouldn't work nowadays. And a couple of matches that stood out on this card was um, 
Well, you were telling me this off air was uh, your favorite match of the night. The WCW Cruiserweight Championship mask versus title with Rey Mysterio Jr. defeating Eddie Guerrero to become the new champion. Well, it, was, it wasn't just my favorite match of the night, but one of, one of my like top top matches of all time. Because, okay. Um, I'll, say, I'll tell you what, it, it was just a clinic. You know, I... The reason why I became a fan of professional wrestling was because of Lucha Libre. So mm-hmm. it was because of guys like Rey Mysterio, like um, you know, like Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, like uh, Dean Malenko, uh, you know, Chris Jericho, Psychosis, yep. you know, all all of, all of those guys, and and you know, to to me. To me, that was what really captured my my imagination, and you know, of course, uh, Rey Mysterio being so diminutive in stature, but still being able to pull that stuff off, it was it was just amazing to me. And and what was interesting, and I I told you this off air as well, you know, right now we're we're in a, a storyline with you know. Ray and, and, and Dominic and, 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 and Brock and, and Cain Velasquez um, when um, when Brock attacked Ray and, and Dominic a month ago on Raw um, Ray was actually wearing a jacket depicting um, depicting the match from uh, 1997 oh wow um, okay. On, on his jacket, so... Okay. I, I mean, I, I definitely... I definitely noticed that little uh, detail, so that was awesome. Alright, very good. And then for the WCW United States Championship, Kurt Hennig defeated Ric Flair by disqualification. A Ric Flair that was more watchable at that time than he is today. Uh, well, yeah. Definitely. And, you know, Kurt... Kurt Henning, obviously, you know we all we all know what happened there, but you know, t- to me, that was one of those guys where, you know, should should have been a world champion, absolutely. Yep. I mean, Kurt Henning is is so underrated. And then we had uh, our, uh, our next match, uh, which had a special referee. It was Lex Luger defeating Scott Hall with. Special referee Larry Zabisco. And then after that, we had a sudden death match with Randy Savage defeating Diamond Dallas Page. But it was. You know, sorry, go on. You know, um, even, though, even though this was this was still the period where uh, WCW was on top, mm-hmm. and I mean, at, at their apex, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, uh, you know. The one, the one thing that I was never really able to get behind in, in WCW was all the was all the gimmick stipulation matches. Yeah. Uh, the, in WCW, it didn't work as well as in the WWE one. Yeah. And now, the main event, Ben, did we time travel even further back? Did we go back to 1985? I don't think so. 
because in a steel cage match, Roddy Piper defeated Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, then far be it for me to complain when when there's, uh, you know, Roddy Piper involved, so. Right, no, I'm saying, did, did, did we go back in time even, even well, further? And, and, but, and that's what I'm, what, that's what I'm saying. Some of yeah. WCW's matches just... They took place like way too late and tried yeah. to like recreate some of the magic of you know the WWE time period. Yep. And um, obviously the 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 most <coughs> um, notorious of those happened um, at Halloween Havoc the next year, uh, nineteen ninety eight. Oh my the, god, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> one of the worst matches of all time uh, <laughs> oh. by far. You know what? Um, you know what? Uh, I have to say uh, uh, another podcast that I tune in that I used to tune into before they went out. They went off air. Uh, they used to do a review of like classic pay per views, and uh, that was one of the ones they did. So I went to watch it before I listened to the episode. I don't know how I made it through. Well, it was it was terrible. It and, was. Uh, you know the. The main event was just an atrocity. <laughs> you know, um, Hollywood Hogan versus Alternate Warrior. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and the fireball spot. Oh my, oh my goodness. Wow. It was just... It was just... <laughs> It was terrible. Alright, so the, so that was uh, this week in uh, wrestling history from Sunday, October 26, 1997. We will be right back to wrap the show up for the week, so stay tuned. Alright, Ben, how'd you, how'd you like the show this week? I actually uh, really liked it. This, uh, but that, not to power ourselves on the back, but uh, what I found really interesting about this show in particular was it was a study in contrast because, you know, we had, we of course we had, um, you know, the, the review of the, of the WWE main roster material, which, which sadly sucks on a, on a consistent basis nowadays. Yep. Um, and, you know, and then we had the, the AEW and NXT uh, mm-hmm. stuff, which, which which just has me um, so so happy and kind of like reinvigorated as a as a as a wrestling fan. Yep. Um. So, you know, I I look forward to uh, the continuation of that. I don't think it's I don't think it's a Wednesday night war for God's sake. No. <laughs> Like that just o- only, only in, only in the IWC's mind. Yeah, I just you know, and obviously we're a part of it with with this podcast and all that, that stuff. And but you know, I just all the negativity back and forth, you know, just needs to just needs to stop. Yeah, it, it, it just it makes me want to puke. You know, just just enjoy wrestling for what it is. You know, criticize what you want to, and, and, and there's a lot to there's a lot to fairly criticize. Yeah. You know, but don't you know don't go after other people for enjoying something. Right. I, you know. Yeah. That's that's not what what pro wrestling is about, and I just 
Join Vince's club? Hell no. <laughs> I had to. I just had to do that. Well, and, and I, kind of, I kind of made it really easy for you. Um, but it's... It just, it, I'll tell you what, man. Twitter is just such a, a poisonous platform for yep. us playing fans. Yep. Good God. Um... And uh, and with and with that, we will say uh, we will say so long for this week. And uh, feel free to uh, tune in next week as your favorite pro wrestling uh, podcast tag team, that the Cerebral Palsy Assassins, uh, continue to take the airwaves and your ears by storm. Alright, so with that being said, Ben, say goodbye to the listeners and we'll talk to you all next week. See you later.